foot enthusiasts, minimal footwear lovers, or anyone trying to fix your own feet, I'm heading to North Carolina this May to lead a live, in-person, three-day retreat all about feet. I'm going to be at the Art of Living Retreat Center, which is up in the mountains of North Carolina. It's so beautiful there. And are you ready to hear what I'm calling it? The retreat is called Healing Your Soul, a stepwise approach to building forever functional feet. That's so good, right? If you want to learn all about how to take care of the muscles, bones, joints, fascia, and nerves of the feet, and learn how strong feet and ankles relate to sustainable hips and knees, this event is for you. In addition to the classroom and movement time with me, you're on retreat. So there's delicious meals, a nature-rich campus that you can explore on foot, and plenty of time for rest and relaxation, all included. A retreat is a perfect way to care for yourself in the moment, but also in the future. You are coming to learn a massive toolkit of information. So whether you're a competitive runner, a dynamic ager, or a healthcare practitioner, this is a weekend full of movement for you and your feet. And like I said, you're gonna leave with a toolkit and a big swag bag that you can use to train your feet for life. For more information about the movement sessions, the food, the center, head to my website, nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. That's nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. This is the Move Your DNA podcast, a show where movement science meets your every year life. I'm Katie Bowman, biomechanist, author, and year-round mover. All bodies are welcome here. Let's get moving. Friends, according to the Gregorian calendar, it's 2024, and that means it's time for us to reflect on 2023. So in 2023, 11, I started using the same set of questions to take a look back upon at what I had accomplished movement-wise and to set me up for what I'd like to adjust going forward. And I would publish my answers on the blog, on the website. This is the fifth year that I've given my answers via the podcast. And joining me on this adventure is my former podcast co-pilot, Danny Alexander. Um, we like to get together still and do this little end of the year tradition. And P.S. I really do this episode specifically because it helps me dedicate a bit of time to celebrating myself and my my movement focuses, and also it helps me dedicate a bit of time to clarify for myself what I want this upcoming year to be. So you can go download a set of these questions from the show notes and do it yourself. Danny, welcome back to Move Your DNA, or should I say? Welcome home. Oh, thank Aww. you. Thank you. Are you, are you ready? Are you excited? I am so excited. How many? I don't know how long we've done this, but it's fun. This is five. This would have been our fifth year. Wow. And yeah. That's literally what I just said. Like, you're like my children. You're like, <laughs> why don't you tell me? <laughs> yeah. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Turns out that's just the sound of my voice. Okay. Well, I, what you just said about doing this specifically for you to check in, it just dawned on me that when we do this, I don't revisit those questions halfway through the year. Hmm. Um, and so this year, that is what I'm going to do is I'm just slipping my my answers or listening to this again in in about five months and see like, where am I at with what I I thought I would be doing? So thank you for that. That just jolted something inside my brain. That's a great idea. And And I have before looked back at those older years to see, especially when we pick that single word to set the next year mm -hmm. and to see, you know, that's a pretty gross way of looking at it, but I have been able to be like, yeah, really that word tracked for me that entire That's amazing. Year, which has been great. Some yeah. of the little things might not have flowed all the way through, but that word tracks that's and they're still all great words. They're still all my favorite words. Ooh, wow. Maybe sometime you should do a show just on those. Just on the words and, and, you, and your words too. Yeah. You should bring it up. I have all the best words. All right. I just want to say for those of you who've listened to this for five years um, or have read it for more than that, I just edited the questions down a little bit this time. They're still the same, but I just changed some of the language to make it tighter. And what do you want to say to the listeners? Anything? No, I'm just happy to be doing this with you. And I think um, 
if you're going to mix it up, let's mix it up where instead of us going back and forth, I will just do one whole swath and then you come in and do one whole swath. Right. Does that All sound right, so let's start. Yeah, let's start with reflection. Okay. This last year. All right. So what was your biggest health triumph or biggest movement win in 2023? Um, I think it was moving through injury. Uh, that that's I did a whole podcast uh, just about the foot injury. It's um, maybe one or two episodes back from this one. And successfully negotiating an injury was my win for this year. That's a pretty big win. It was a big one. What about you? Mine was increasing my hip mobility. Awesome. So what was the smartest health or movement decision you made in 2023 or your like favorite best movement choice? Well, I think it was saying yes to any of my children's suggestions to move with them. And, and this is that psychological flexibility that we've talked about before. There's other podcasts on it um, with uh, Dr. Diana Hill, which I really picked that up. It's, you know, when you've got someone that you want to move with or you wish they moved more with to be able to look for those opportunities where they're asking you to move. And it turns out my kids are asking me to move all the time. None of it is the types of movements that would be, you know, in my top or even the top four choices of movement that I would like to do. But learning how to say yes to that being with them, you know, and supporting them is in my top mm-hmm. things that I want to do. So, so saying yes to everything. So I have done all sorts of. Yeah. Just like, tell me, tell movement. me one or two things. I really, now I'm really curious. Well, I mean, it's just like, it's tumbling. It's leaping over things. It's racing them. It's doing everything that you're going to fail at all of the time. You know, it's, it's, um, trying to get on this wobble bike board thing. It's wrestling, oh, arm wrestling. You know what I mean? It's, 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 you know, it's like a sumo. Can we play sumo? You know, oh, and like, just like, right. It. And so, right. And it's, and it's actually awesome and challenging and exactly what I want in moving more. It also would fill all those blank holes in my movement diet, things I don't normally do. So I'm totally grateful for it. And I can feel the resistance to it, but it's been a great personal movement connection with other people's decisions, you know, to be able to do that basketball, ice skating, like it doesn't matter. I, I do it all. I love it. I love it. I do it You're all. so awesome. What, what about yours? Uh, for me, it was really not that cool. It was just moving to a more walkable community finally, which I have wanted for ever. Like since I met you, I have wanted that. And I've always lived in the burbs and now I can walk in if I want shop and, you know, run Mm. errands and, ah, that's been huge. Finally. It's been huge. Yeah. That, that move, if you will, is a very helpful in picking up a physical activity without needing to schedule it Mm -hmm. outside of getting other stuff done for sure. All right. Well, so what single word best sums up your 2023 health or movement experience? Well, this is a hyphenated word. It's a stop start (laughs) because I had two big injuries. I had my foot injury and then I had sort of my chronic back issue that comes up Mm -hmm. every two or five years that happened to come up and they're definitely related to each other. And so like I would have these big ideas of what I was going to do and then boom have my feet taken out from underneath me. And then I would you know, work on that and it's getting better. I'm going to do this. And then boom, have something else happen. And so it was a lot of stop start. I never ultimately didn't do anything, but I had to keep scaling back my grand illusions of things back to what was possible. So it definitely felt mm. like I was chugging along a little bit. All of us have experienced that at one time. Well, many times or, or more. Yeah. So <laughs> right, yeah, right. that's, um, I'm sure everybody identifies with that one. Mine was really simple. No hyphens, just listen. Um, mm. I learned to listen to signals. Whereas if something would happen with my body and I'd be like, why is this happening? And then it's like, oh, it's just trying to tell me. So it was just listen. Yeah. I love that. Um, what is the greatest lesson you learned about yourself this past year? It's actually sort of along the lines of what you just said as I'm in perimenopausal time, right? 
Yay! I really liken it as um, my friend and your friend too, um, Dr. Jeanette Lorem. Hi, Jeanette, if you're listening, who's a biologist. She just said something a long time ago that was so clarifying for me, which is, you know, perimenopause, menopause is just a developmental stage. It's a developmental stage. And like you, you're not trying to push it out. Like it's just the phase that you're in. And so I had my children a little bit older. So I'm, you know, at almost 48 starting this journey as my kids are going through puberty and, and we're both experiencing changes. We're both in the developmental stage. They're in sort of, I won't say different directions because they're both in the same direction, but, but there's some things are waxing and some things are waiting for us both but it's real and just recognizing in myself, talking to myself, listening to myself, like, oh, the same things I'm trying to coach them on is like how to have, you know, good interoception. How do you listen to the signals of your body? Look at your body and what it's telling you. It's showing you things are happening and you can try different inputs and there's different uh, outcomes of those inputs. The same goes for me. And as I'm learning to deal with brand new chemistry, mm-hmm. I am not as familiar with the, with this version of myself as I have been with previous versions of myself. So just recognizing that I need time. I need this year. I need these five years. I'm not sure what it is yet to understand myself and my needs because they're different. And I can't just keep like in the same way that trying to still parent your 13-year-old, like you parented them when they were seven or eight. I can't, you know, parent myself now like I parented myself three or four years ago. Yes. So that's that's my biggest takeaway. Wow. We have the same takeaways. Um, <laughs> mine is that as I get older, I just have to work like twice as hard to, to build the things that it was easy for me to build, like muscle. Like I was one of those mm-hmm. people that really quickly, easily could could build muscle. And now it, it takes longer and I'm just accepting that and working with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like digestive changes, all those things that you can't rail against. You can't fight against them. You can't force them. So it's better just to like work with them, accept them and listen to what you're being told when those things happen. Um, yes. Did you ever read yeah. a book called my stroke of insight? A long time ago. Yeah. That's a brain, brain injury. Yeah, a woman who had a stroke and kind of was like talked mm-hmm. her way back out through it. It's kind of that similar thing. It's like, well, yeah. I can't do those things like I did before, but I still can do all these other things. I just need to figure out how to work with that, those chemistry changes. So it's fun. When are you going to write a menopause book? Um, well, it's definitely been on my mind <laughs> to be like, oh, this is this could be the next one of just, I really want to do one in the way that, you know, there's the... um you know, going through puberty books for kids. Like I want to sort of go going through adult version of puberty where there's cartoony and, Mm -hmm. and really is, is fun and light, but really helps you go. Okay. I I see. And and I'm sure there's a lot of books like that on the market, but I'm looking specifically towards movement, Yes, you know, and not just exercise and not fitness and not just muscle mass, but really um, connection to others, connection to yourself connection to others, connection to nature, connection to all the things that you find important mm-hmm. um, through through movement yeah, at any age or stage, but specifically this one. Yeah. That'll be good. Um, okay. Well, I really liked your answer from last year. So what was the most loving service you performed this year in 2023? What was my answer last year? You became a CASA volunteer. Oh, and, okay. Right. And that was just like, like an advocate. And that was just so, I thought that was very noble. I was very proud. Well, I was very proud of you. Oh, so for you. doing that. Along similar lines, but a little bit different, but motivated probably by the same thing is I um, volunteer teach outdoor physical education for a local school here, a local public school. Awesome. And it's sort of for the same reason. Uh, um, you know, it's a loving service because I do, I have such a great love for movement, the tool of movement, the medicine of movement, however you like to think about it, a big love for the benefits of being outside, you know, the difference between indoor and outdoor movement, um, the love for 
the childhood period of time and recognizing that schools, like the kids are, they're in, they're indoors almost all day long. You know, the period of time in which they not even, not even talking about being like moving or not being inside or not is, you know, under 20 or 30 minutes a day. It's very small. And so going, okay, well, there's so many things going on in the world that need a lot of solutions and it's quite overwhelming. So I'm always like, well, what can I do like on the ground with my own feet and affecting the people that I can see right now? And it's like, okay, I'll do this. And I love it. I mean, it's very challenging. So hats off to everyone out there teaching kids in school yeah, and outside movement and all these things. But um, yeah, I did. I do it. And I love it. When I was in Montana, I did a volunteer. um, I got all the homeschool kids around. I offered Mm -hmm. a a gym class for homeschool kids because and and it was very challenging, but also super rewarding because some of them discovered things they'd never even felt before. Yeah. you know, like that they could do. So that was cool. What was yours? Me? Well, it's pretty much my job. Like it requires a tanker truck, truck full of, of compassion. Mm-hmm. And so I just give all day long, but then I get to see the effects of that love and compassion as part of a daily diet with the kids and families that I work with. And then that, that makes it really like, it's just keeps giving, fills my cup over and over again. Yeah, and for those who don't know, you're doing occupational yes, therapy. pediatric occupational therapy. So yeah. it's um, that is my biggest service. What was your biggest piece of unfinished health or movement business in 2023? Everything I couldn't do because of my foot. You know, like I really feel there was a lot of grief mm-hmm. for, you know, like my annual backpacking trip or just all the miles or the long the long walks that I I, I logged a lot of miles but never long. And long to me is a completely different expression of myself and feeling. So it was just that, like, as far as I would have felt I had completed 2023 more like myself mm-hmm. or the old version of myself if I had done all those, but I didn't. So whatever. Yeah. What about you? Um, so I had wanted to really increase my cardio capacity mm-hmm. because I ended 2022 with a really bad case of COVID that kind of put my lungs just back to way, way bad, like bad. And I just didn't get as far on that as I wanted to. So did you get any, make any progress though? I did. I did. Great. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Oh, okay. Perfect. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Danny did something for her cardio. Uh, What movement goal or health goal are you most happy about completing in 2023? Well, I was looking at this and I'm going, I don't, I don't really know. And then I, it occurred to me, and this is fairly recent. So we're recording this at the end of the year, December. Um, we get a little mini ice skating rink that sh- pops up and is up for like six or seven weeks here. So fun. going and ice skating is always very fun. I'm not, I didn't grow up ice skating. I wasn't a rollerblader, but I can ice skate pretty well, you know, and I love going and I've gone for years this year. So also I did that. I've been like talking a lot about grip strength Mm -hmm. and doing like I did the hand strength advent this year. Which, By the way, that was my favorite. I got back on social media to see what you were going to do this year. And that was my favorite ever. I I logged in every day so I could see it and do it. Well, right up your uh, occupational Mm -hmm. alley as well. So for me, I had been writing about, you know, we really want to be hanging from our hands. Like all these things are so important to the strength of our hands. So many people fall and fracture their wrist is so common. As you know, I biffed it so hard ice skating, which I have never done before. Like, I'm not talking like a cute little, like, "Mm," I fell, (laughs) like nothing. No, it was like, it was like you were playing hockey. It was like, it was ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it was face down and, and the, the rink, it was late at night. So they hadn't Zamboni in a while. So the ice I think had a couple cracks and also they had switched. I usually skate in hockey skater skates, not ice skating skates, but I had ice skating skates on. That's what they had when they gave it to me. So if anyone knows this scene from the movie toe pick, like I just either hit a crack or hit the toe pick. And it was like 
going fast to just being flat on my face. It's almost like a giant picks you up and throws you down hard. That happened to me as a kid. Yeah. Toe picks are the worst when you hit that. I hit it and knocked the wind out of me, but I landed on my wrist face down, but like my wrist first. And then just like, just full impact, knocked the wind out of me, bruised my wrist all the way across, but had just the bruise. It was just a contusion. And so I was like, I just wrote about why doing, and I had taught a hanging um, and swinging class for a week. I had taught a pecs, planks, and push-up class for a week. Both of those are on our virtual studio, those classes. And then I had been doing this VSM. So like, I feel like I had wrists of steel. And so just to live through something that hard and be like, I'm up. I not. I mean, I had to limp off this mostly because I couldn't breathe, but my wrist was fine. And I just feel triumphant about that. You should. That is the most common wrist injury, that, that fracture to- That fracture on. from oh catching yourself God. when you land. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Good one on you. Thank you. I do know, though, that you used to roller skate at rinks, singing Raspberry Beret. I remember Raspberry that. Raspberry Beret. That was for auto. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's the same. It's just like getting that hip mobility back. So, um, yeah. you know, yep, I was, that was uh, a good one for me. So who are the three people that had the greatest impact in your health or movement this past year? Um... First off is my local, this is just my local yoga teacher that I love. Their name is Rose Singh. And that's just classes that I attend here and just they're excellent for me. Um, Dr. Diana Hill, I had mentioned her before. Just that psychological flexibility um, has been really helpful in, I've always felt like I'm naturally psychologically flexible around movement but not so much around parenting. (laughs) And that's a challenge. It's a, well, it's a learning game. And so like that just really helped me with a lot of things. So I'm really grateful for that work. It's de-stressing in a way of like, when you figure out there's a lot of different ways to get your needs met. Oh, for sure. um, It's really helpful. She, she, I have a podcast episode with her. If you want to go back and find that Um, she has a book, ACT or ACT therapy. And it's just, it's just really helpful. Like listening to the podcast is clarifying. And then I thought about this for a while and I think it's Cal Newport who wrote a book called Deep Work. And I highly recommend it. And at minimum signing up for um, his newsletter, which only comes once a month. And it's the idea of, of how to not let this attention economy we're in usurp the best of you. I guess it would be my paraphrase because I think we're giving, you know, the best of our attention and even our creations through this very short, frenetic medium and deeper and more, and the time that's lost in between switching from one thing to another is a lot. And so you sort of use up all of your time trying to dip into all these short things really fast. And I've transitioned the way that I work I've transitioned just a lot of things following the principle he outlines in that. So, and it's, again, it's about getting more done, which allows me to um, get more movement in, but also the way I just, my days don't have as much stress. My mm, my work time good. can have less stress when I'm using those principles. Oh, I'm going to check it or out. Or your three. Yeah, check um, it out. So you, even though we only talk a few times a year, um, <laughs> I feel like your work and just the mad skills with which you teach it will inspire and inform me till the end of my days. Like I always tell people, you know, you saved my life because I believe you did, you know, the, the path of pain I was on, um, I wouldn't have lasted. So you, we will always be in that, that top three. Um, and my companion Mauricio, who is like the best student I've ever had, like sometimes Maybe you don't experience this, but teaching movement and restorative exercise, we don't always practice what we preach. Like we're really good at getting other people the the tips and tricks and here's how you can fold this in. But then, you know, I'll go for a long time without that proactive care. And Mm -hmm. he, he does that. So then it inspires me like, oh, okay, he's purposely going down and, and, you know, being quadruped and doing all this stuff, then I'm going to get down and do that too. So he's a good, good influence to remind me to practice what I I teach. And then my 
my chubby little dog, Choncho, like his need to walk folds in so nicely with my need to walk. And so we were meant for each other. Choncho. <laughs> yes, Choncho needs his walks and so does Danny. So, Who's walking who? <laughs> He's walking me. <laughs> um, so what is your greatest health risk you took in 2023? I have nothing for this. I okay. Tell me yours. I have um, nothing. I just, I took up like walk running because I wanted to increase my oh. cardio and I had a really old knee injury from like the eighties from snowboarding and it has really affected my knee mobility. So I didn't know that it was something I could do, but I just went slowly into it. And that was how I started working on, you know, increasing my cardio. Um, so that was, that was a thing. And I, I really liked it. Like I like the, that kind of rush that I would get and then I just mm-hmm. walk and then run, walk and run, you know, block up and block on. So it's kind of that's fun. That's great. That's how all the, that's all the training guides for all the long, you know, increasing mm-hmm. your capability to run. That's how it, that's what it looks like. Cool. So what was your biggest health surprise in 2023? <laughs> uh, you've already covered it. Okay. It's how fast, it's how fast the uh, changing hormones affect strength. You know, like it took so little for me to maintain strength before. And now it is. It's daily. It needs to be like eating. Yeah. And there's, and there's no, and just the recognition of like, and that's just how it is. There's no trick. You're not going to biohack your way out of it. There's no hack for it. There's no hack for it in the same, you know, in the same way that you can't hack out brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Although I, someone will be like, no, really there is, there's a new thing. Okay. Whatever. So maybe there is, but, but I need to, strength has moved up Mm -hmm. above other things or equal to other things. I mean, it was always there. I don't really have a hierarchy, but it needs to be a daily thing. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. Well, for me, it's in fact that how quickly that mobility can disappear when you're not doing anything. Like I had really mm-hmm. flexible hips and then I went to work at this clinic when I first began my practice as a therapist. And we had to sit at these tiny little tables with these tiny little chairs, like the kindergarten size chairs. And I couldn't get any kid to sit on the floor with me because they were so conditioned to these chairs. And so in order to work with them, I would sit in these chairs with them. And then within a matter of months, I couldn't sit crisscross applesauce on the floor. And it was so freaky to me. It's like, wait a minute, I've been doing this for years. Why can't I do this? And so (laughs) it was, and it was a stressful clinic. So I would work, you know, 10 hour days and come Mm -hmm. home and just want to flop. I didn't want to do anything for myself. And yeah, about three months in, I was it was not there. So that was a really big. How quickly our bodies can change their shape with what we're doing is really like was hit me in the face hard. So yeah, no bueno. Uh, what important relationship improved most for you this last year? Well, being a public person, one of my when a, a relationship that I have to negotiate often that maybe not is is not the same relationship that other people have is just the relationship with the public, which mostly comes in the form of comments, you know, or those types of things. Um, I am very fortunate um, where I think that all of you out there, you know, listening and interacting are actually some of the most excellent people on the internet. But even just like reading the way other people comment and interpret, not even on my stuff, but other people's mm-hmm. things, like that's always, I'm so confused by it. You know, I'm like, I, I just don't understand this format of communication. So I'm in this relationship with this broad public medium of discourse. And the, what's improved about my relationship this last year is recognizing that comments are sort of like farts, (laughs) you know, like I've just like, okay, they're, they are sometimes accidental, sometimes on purpose. They're all about what they've got going on inside of them. And they're all impermanent, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like they're all just sort of transient or impermanent, however you like to think about it. And, and I guess that reframing was really I, and I knew it sort of intuitively already, like, of course, you know, like, sure, this is, this is just what's going on. But just to have this sort of biological comparison for me was really helpful. I'm like, whoa, check out that fart, you know, and then you can just sort of. <laughs> Ooh, that's a you stinky just, one. Yeah, yeah, right. Ooh, that one and, was um, wet. No, get out of here. Yeah, it, yeah. every <laughs> once in a while, 
there's, you know, that we know all the different farts that'll come in here. So some of them leave more marks than others. But anyway, <laughs> that, Maybe that relationship. you could do a podcast on just farts. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so that, 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 that just, um, it just, because of the way that my neurology works, stuff like that really lingers. Other people have no problem letting stuff go. But for me, I'm like, I must solve that problem. <laughs> Sounds like that person really has a problem. Um, and I will give it my attention. Like, I can't really distinguish between what comes in that format or my kid asking me something. Mm-hmm. I hold all human requests sort of in the same space because, again, of just the way my nervous system works. And I recognize that, oh, not everyone has that same thing. So just giving it um, a hierarchy was really helpful for me. I like that. And I am going to adopt that. I always tell my kids, you know, what other people think of you has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And it's basically what they ate. Yeah. They're going to fart. It's what they ate or that they're, they're stressed out. So I love it. Thank you. For me, this was a big one for me. Um, It was my relationship with the present. Like my mind mm-hmm. has always been racing forward. I've been very ambitious about like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do this? What am I going to do this? And like something switched and I don't know if it's just age or contentment or perimenopause or what, but something switched for me and my whole life, like I was always thinking toward the future. And then now I feel very much in the present. Like I'm enjoying the little things that happen in the present. I'm not so much worried about what's, what I'm going to do or what's coming up. Um, and I always have really been grateful and enjoyed those little things in life. But now it just seems like technicolor, like everything is super cool. You know, um, I just feel like a silly little old lady. So I'm like, oh, look at that. Well, how about that? <laughs> and I'm not racing all the time. Like I'm very stress-free. It's weird to me, but I much prefer this to have my mind empty of all those unnecessary reaching forward thoughts all the time. So I feel like life, what we've really summed up here is life is sort of like this Benjamin Buttons movie, right? Where you're like, you start up as a toddler and then you're a teenager and then you have the middle age and then you go back to being a teenager and then you're a toddler again. It's true. You know, it could and you're be. just in there blowing bubbles. Very much in the present. And I did, um, so a book that really inspired me, I'm going to check out your Cal Newport and it kind of reminded me of this book that kind of folded into how I changed this year. And it was the the 4,000 weeks by Oliver Berkman, the, the mortal's mm. guide to time management. And, and it's oh, really okay. about the present and it's fascinating. So I'll send you a link to it. And we'll put it in the show notes too. Cause everyone's gonna be like, tell me about that. Exactly. Book. Yeah. It's a good one. I highly recommend it. Um, Oh, my least favorite question, a compliment that you would have liked to receive, but didn't. <laughs> good setup. Good setup. Um, you're like, this question blows. Okay. Go ahead and answer it. <laughs> um, for me, I wish my chickens would have told me how great of a chicken mother I am. I do so much for these, these chickens that I love, and never once have they said anything. They give you eggs? Not a thank you. They give me, they don't only give me eggs, they give me eggs on my front porch. Oh. They come right up and lay them right on the That is chicken the, the for chair. thank you. Did you not know that? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. That is, See? You know, that is foul for you rule. You were the best poultry mama ever. Oh, yes. Let I, me bring it right to you. Yeah. Actually, yes. I didn't even think of them laying their no, gifts. They don't at want the you to expend the house. effort of looking through poopy straw to get their eggs. They are just like, here you go, clean and fresh on the porch. Look before you step. Yeah. Um, no, they come up into the dog's chair and lay it there. Oh my gosh. And so it's like kind of a relationship. Like the dog and the chicken is, and the chickens are like working it out. It's not all of them. It's just a couple mm-hmm. hens that are. They knock on the door and they're always like, where? Like they literally come and knock yeah. on the doors to be like, where's our scraps? And here's an egg. Here's an egg. So yeah. Trade you. Thank you for reframing it for me. Yes. No, that's good. I'm going to skip that one because I've never liked it. Although I will say that I, um, one of the things that my kids find most annoying to me about me is that I will just compliment people when I feel like it. Like I, if I have this thing in myself of going, wow, I've noticed this about yes. you as you've come in. I just say it now because if anyone's ever done that for me, it can completely change the vibe of the day. So I do it all yep. the time, you know, yep. much to the, everyone's horror. No, I, I do it anyway. I do the same thing. I, in fact, I my answer to this is I have like a practice, an intentional practice where I just, whenever it comes into my head, I say it for compliments. And my goal is to compliment somebody that a stranger at least twice a week. So find, you know, strangers, it's like, oh, you have nice size or, oh, you did really did that well, you know, whether it's at the grocery store or what, and then compliment somebody I know once a day, 
you know, so once a day mm. I got to get up. And that's like, that's just who I am because I feel like it makes people feel seen. And I don't feel like we get enough of that. Like we don't get to feel seen by others enough. And so that's why I feel like that's a simple, cheap, easy way to help others feel seen is to just throw out that little compliment. Even if your kids think you're an old lady, you know, because my, well, I am an old lady. I know my parents, my kids do that to me like, Oh God, why? And I'm like, but she had really pretty eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's also just a good balance because like there is so much pointing out of where someone got it wrong as a way of helping, you know, like that's just, that's the new sort of thing. And so fair enough, but also we could be pointing out the things that are right. Exactly. You know, like how could you balance it? Could you make a sandwich? Like, did we not all learn the sample, like the, <laughs> the, the sandwich of the, you know, the, um, what you did, right. What you could improve on what you did, right. Sandwich. Like, right. I feel like that's, that's a thing. It's a thing. Or at least it doesn't have to be two to one, but could it, well, could, I don't could, know if we've ever had the same answer, but there, there you go. As I always hate those questions. Yeah, me too. Um, sorry, everybody. That's okay. They don't care. They're fine with it. Uh, what else do you need to say to be say or do to be complete with this year? And you have uh, three days, I think. Right? Well, I think it's mostly just a frustrated set of noises and probably some tears. <laughs> it's just that. It's just, you know, it's a sort of like, <laughs> that's the <a> noise. <laughs> you know, um, and again, this is not a podcast about anything larger than the movement part. And so there's, I have a tremendous amount of thanks for many things. And, um, but also just, you know, also acknowledging that my frustrations with my physical self just needed, I need to let that noise out and maybe some tears. What about you? Um, I would just say thanks because it's really has been an amazing year um, for me. All these good extraneous things that are non-movement related. And then mm. I'm still standing. So thanks, 2023. Thanks. All right. Yeah, right. I could say thanks to every year. <laughs> We're here. Um, okay. So now we're going to go into looking forward. I'm going to take over. Um, what would you like your biggest health triumph or biggest movement win to be in 2024? Mm. So I, I'm going to pull it forward and I want to increase my cardio capacity. And I've got some measurables here. Okay so that I could run from a zombie while carrying my chubby little dog for at least four city blocks without becoming winded. Like that's, that's my smart goal. <laughs> okay. I'm coming to, to Boulder. This year. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am, I already have it planned to come. Oh, so Lord. I am meeting you and I can, we do that together. We can do it together. We can, we it can depends uh, on when you're the coming. dog. We, I may only get 10 feet, but uh, I feel like it's may. Okay. You've got time sister. You've got time. That's good. Um, okay. You? For me, it's um, adding one strength challenging session. I didn't want to put strength training session because there's even like, I feel like I can do certain yoga things, for example, to strength train. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about necessarily lifting weights, but one strength challenging session a day. Um doesn't 15 minutes or, you know, 75 minutes, any, mm-hmm. anything in there, but just really making it sure it's like a brush your teeth situation. It's like, did you do it today? So it could be something as simple as a set of, you know, push-ups and lunges and whatever it can be, but it will be a priority for this year. That's good. Um, what health advice do you want to give yourself for 2024? Um, I think continue to listen. For me, like the, the body moves and works differently in perimenopause and I need to respect that. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Respect. Um, for me, it's to really consider and revisit not doing any work on social media. And because I don't think I'd regret it, but I haven't figured out how to make those adjustments, but just to really um, remove that as a, as a to-do for myself. And I've already do very little, but I would like to even take it back a little bit more. And it's, it has to do with the deep work stuff. Right. Um, how are you going to change your movement results in 2024? Um, I'm going to do more folding movement into my day, mm-hmm. back to stacking, more stacking, and just more um, that like that temptation bundling, you know, like, well, mm-hmm. I really like listening to this book because I walked for the past year without any noise in my head just to see 
what that was like. And I enjoyed it. But I notice I walk more when there's a juicy book waiting in my headphones. So just more stuff like that. Stacking. How could you get more running? Stacking. Like what, what, what's your strategy for more of the actual? Because I always think of running as something that's more challenging to fold into other things mm-hmm. because it does sort of take some, I mean, for me, it would take making sure I had the right bra on, for example, oh, that I yeah. might not have, right? Or the um, hassle sometimes. That's right. And so like, I'm just curious, this is sort of going off the uh, script, but have you thought about how you fold in something that gets you closer to the your, what you want your yeah. biggest health track I just to be. keep doing that run walking because for me, it's very finite. I know mm-hmm. that at the end of that block, I'm going to run for another block. And then th- having it be finite, like, oh, I only need to make it to that block is good. And then when I really got going with it after a couple months, I push it to two, okay. two blocks. So for me, it's just doing my regular walk the chubby dog and run. Add a little, a little running that, into you. that walk run yeah. in. So it's just kind right. of a. Yeah. Making over your your already existing walk. Yes. How about you? Did you? Um, yeah, I guess for me, it's really, I'm sort of fascinated by the idea of a, a not to-do list instead of a to-do list. I've been working on pruning. And so a not to-do list is to look at what is on your to-do list to see what really needs to be there. Oh my gosh. And It's like we're twinsies. Twinsies? <laughs> Why? What, what do you have? Well, that's... That's kind of like been my whole theme this past year is figuring that out, what to say no to and saying yeah. no to things that you want to do. That's harder than saying no to things you don't want to do. Right. So, yeah. yeah and just, right. Like w- one of the challenges is with time is we're just doing way more things than people have done before. Way more different things too. Like we've always had the same time and had the same needs, but right. there's just so many things filling up everything. So the, the not to do list is, is, um, something I've been exploring and am enjoying. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to complete or what would you have? What would you be happy to complete next year? Menopause. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I'm in like year three or four. You mean perimenopause. Perimenopause. Cause menopause is just like a day. Believe it or not, menopause is one day. Did you know that? Menop- menopause is just a line when you, when you hit your marker, but you never know until you look back, right? It's one of those things where you're like, oh, that was the last one. Right. Right. So just be, be done. Yeah. It could be today. You could be, in, you could be in menopause right now. What? But you won't know it for 12 months. Exactly. And then that after that 12 months, there's that one day that's actual menopause. And then every day thereafter is post what happens that day? Does like does like smoke come out your eye? Do your oh, eyes turn? Yeah, like over? a guy in a gorilla suit sh- sh- shows up with <laughs> balloons and plays the harmonica. Surprise! <laughs> surprise! <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you trying to complete? How about you? I am a research trial. I am working on a research trial. I won't say more about it than that. But um, I'm, it'll be complete in the next year, and it's been um, a lot of good work. And I'm excited to have moved through it. And, and yeah. That's awesome. So exciting. That's I cool. want to learn more. What indulgence, indulgence are you going to experience? And and then the second question says, what are you willing to do? But I don't know if we should ask you that because I feel like <laughs> we could go anywhere with that. So what, like what, what, how do you want to nourish that part of of you. Oh, definitely. And through movement to me. Well, monthly massages for me, oh, that's yeah. really helpful. And I didn't do it for like a year. Mm. Um, and then I decided that's money. I would rather like not spend somewhere else to spend on that. It, yeah. it finally occurred to me that it's not an indulgence. It's like an important part. So, and I have the best massage therapist in the world. Who's also a huge Katie fan. And it's just, yeah, it's worth it. So what am I willing to do? Spend less on silly things. Yeah. And then, you know, massage is a type of movement. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a movement that gets into the nooks and crannies in a way that um, a lot of exercise can't. Exactly. What about you? Um, What are you, how far will you go for what? Well, literally I, many miles. So my indulgent this year is um, sort of a bucket list item where um, a sister and I, and maybe some of my other siblings, we're not sure, um, are going to walk 
Hadrian's Wall or want to walk it. I mean, it's the plan. Hadrian's Wall, it was a, um, Hadrian was a, a Roman em- emperor who put a wall um, across um, England, <laughs> sort of dividing Scotland away from England at the time. Walls were like super in, in fashion. It was around the, the same time, like the Great Wall of China went up. And mm-hmm. so most of it's destroyed but there's still quite a bit of artifacts and it's a path. It's a, it's a historical track um, that takes maybe if you're doing, you know, 20 miles a day, it would take you like a week and it would take you like, more so like nine or 10. Yeah. And so it was my father's dream. And so, and our family comes, his family comes from one of the places on it. So he always wanted to do it. So we've just always wanted to do it too. So we're going to make that happen this year. That's hopefully. exciting. Yeah. What would you like to most change about your health in 2024? I think for me, improvement on what is there instead of trying to recoup like what I've lost. So last year I felt like I lost mobility and then spent all this time trying to recoup it. So this Mm -hmm. time it's keep up what I've got and improve upon it instead of lose stuff and then have to spend that time walking it back. So yeah. How about you? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it really is the, I feel like you know, they say over the hill, but for me, it feels like the first part of life is more like a downhill coast as far as movement goes. And then older, it's an uphill coast. So if you're on a bike, what would you have to do to the bike to keep from slipping backwards? That's what movement is like when you're a little bit older. So you have to pedal a little bit. You have to row forward a little bit because the nature of the hill, the nature of the current in the water is pushing you backwards. You don't have to go backwards but you have to do more to go forward. If that makes sense. That's, that's the way it uh, like it feels or that looks on a graph to Mm me. Um, And for me, I guess it's not that different. It it still relates also to just like recognizing the hormonal shifts that I'm in and how those affect everything about me and my experience, you know? Um, So I don't want to, what I want to change is not that I'm in that space. What I want to change is how well I know myself at this stage. For example, like one thing I've really realized is in order to sleep well through the night um, and to stay a reasonable temperature, I really can't eat after 6 p.m. Mm. That's like something I've just figured out. Right. So there's all this trial and, and error. And I don't know if it'll stay forever. But that's the way it is right now. Yeah, like you just have to have these rules for yourself, uh, this understanding. And so I'm just trying to figure all those out. And and I love it, you know, because you know me, I'm like a Diane Fossey type person. And so to be able to figure it out is is like a puzzle. It is cool. It's like like a little adventure and you're Mm -hmm. this anthropologist and Mm -hmm. you get to like, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, um, my farts smell like old books, but I haven't been eating old books. You know, why is this so? You know, stuff like that. Like, it's. Are you asking for a friend? Is this, is this a thing? <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. I okay, completely right. concocted yeah. that out of yeah, nowhere. No. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Like, I like that. I don't. I like that part of getting older is that anthropology part of it. Sure. It's like, hey, what's, you're the, what's going on? You're the anthropologist, but you're also the treasure. Yes. Like, to me, that's the amazing thing. And that's where I love the, you know, that's what I feel so much about like so many ancient texts, like, you know, you're observing, but you're also the observed, you know, I just, I like that. I I don't know if it's a paradox, but I just like that Mm -hmm. paying attention to myself is, is helpful. Okay. What are you going to learn in 2024? So I'm going to, just one thing, just one thing. Okay. Just one thing. I'm going to continue to work on my proficiency in Spanish to help my Spanish speaking clients better to be better better serve them. So how about okay. you? I am really called to, I don't know how many, I'm really called to Jill Miller's work, The you know, mm-hmm. using the ball, the, th- the therapy balls mm-hmm. to get into more nooks and crannies of my body because I feel like my relationship to strength and mobility is being influenced by my hormones. And I've seen more research on, on one of the reasons, like for women especially, there starts to be more pain and stiffness associated with this age is relating to this hormonal change. And so I've never really explored that as a tool. Certainly I know her 
roles and her balls and have, you know, collaborated on different programs. But I thought it would be interesting to study the whole thing and to have like a bigger toolbox to use for myself and just to let myself be a student. And I'm just those micro movements, whether they come from massage or self-massage or just it's basically Mm -hmm. getting into the areas of your body that more gross movements can't get into. I um, am interested in that. It's yeah, actually her stuff was super helpful in me regaining that hip mobility to get into those deeper muscles. And yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I recognize there's, I recognize it. And this is, again, it's, it's part of my toolbox going forward. It's like, I, 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 that wasn't so high on the hierarchy for me before, but as I, you know, get older or as these hormones change, like, okay, I want to move this. Mm -hmm. I want to move this into my toolbox. Okay. Risk for 2024. I don't really have one. No risk. No. No. How about you? For me? Yeah. I'm putting out another book. It's risky. Is it? In a sense. It's risky. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy and I don't have as much as I used to. And also because of where I am in my life, um, needing to focus more energy on myself. And also, like I said, having kids that are going into the home stretch of parenting where I feel like they actually need me more now than they needed me when I was younger. It's a challenge to do a big project that needs a little bit of support when I feel like my attention is already pretty narrow, small. You know, it's, it's, I don't have as much attention to spend, but, but I felt like it needed to be done. And it's, it's a workbook and it's what people, it's how people can um, finally take everything that they've read and create a plan oh, just for cool. themselves. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's, it's that, you know, f- it works alongside other things, but yeah, it's risky because you have to get it done. You can't really say, sorry, couldn't do it. Yeah. So it's risky. Oh, I look forward to it. You know, of course with the, there's not a physical, big physical risk, but no, you know what I mean? Definitely. What are you most uh, committed to changing or improving in 2024? Practicing no to most of the things I want to do and just focus on one to two things. So I have, you know, ADHD and and all these ambitions, but after reading that 4,000 weeks book and learning about like, it's really the important thing is to realize you've got this finite time and what are you going to do with it? So you can't be like, oh, I got to do this. I'll do this and this because saying no to things you want to do is harder than saying no to going to somebody's house who serves bad pot roast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so taking like narrowing down those ambitions, like maybe that's why the book farts. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the first person I'm going to say no to <laughs> pot roast farty. Okay. No, but it's that, that's a big thing is, yeah. is saying, I really want to do this and no, I cannot because I am focused yeah. on this. And so yeah. that's what my practice will be for that this year. How about you? Uh, Espanol para mí también. Cool. Yeah. So just keeping to work on my Spanish, just working on improving it. Um, I, for all the same reasons I wanted before, I want it even more now and I'm on a good, I've got good momentum. So I'm just going to keep working on Spanish. Um, what underdeveloped talent are you willing or planning to explore this coming year? So for me, I don't know if this would be count as a talent, but like translating what I know about movement to be able to impart that into the onto the kids and parents that I work with in the most digestible sense, especially when they're not coming to me specifically for that. But mm-hmm. I see a need, you know, so it's not like they're paying for class and, and have this mind like, oh, yes, tell me anything. And so being able to like kind of translate that into a way that that can work with families that are in, you know, stress or crisis or like anything. So That'll be, yeah. that'll be my, I want to develop that talent this year. Verbally? You want to do it verbally or you want to create a handout for them or? I think verbally and, and the activity, you know, like mm-hmm. first and then cre- that creating the handout would be easy for me after, but. Okay. Yeah. Just figuring you gotta that figure out, out what you want to give them. So yeah. How about you? I think the talents that I, that are underdeveloped, or I shouldn't even say a talent, the skills that are underdeveloped in me are probably play and rest. I'm not really great at either one of those things. And I can feel my situation has been pulling more out of it. So, so I'm exploring those, you know, you know, 
doing less is part of resting, but also you'll see that I'll be talking a lot more about restful movement. Mm. You know, like you had said, you come home at the end of the day and you can't really do anymore. Part of some of the, the work that I was doing, you know, for research has a lot to do with knowing when to use movement as a tool that sort of um, stimulates you and when to use movement as a tool to help regulate you. Ooh, I love it. Slow, right? Because it's there's different ways to use it. And um, so really fleshing that um, idea out and sharing it. And again, sometimes it's not, you know, the same way that exercise and physical activity are different categories of movement, but they can be the same mode, you know, a bike riding to work versus a bike riding for exercise. Whether something Oh, movement is restful or not really depends on the intention that you put around it. It's not so much what you choose to do, like walking. It's how you do it. It's why you're doing it. And and so to like get to another level of nuance of understanding movement in that way, that's that's going to be my jam cool. in uh, 2024. What brings you joy and how are you going to have more of that? So I'm always grateful on a daily basis for a lack of aches and pains. Like I'm always grateful for what my body can mm-hmm. do. And then I weigh it against like what aches and pains. I'm like, well, that's not so bad. And so I just want like more of that. So go back to number three, stacking, you know, just mm-hmm. like to fold that in. And I'm um, back to number two, which would be listen and respect. So all of those things. What about you? I mean, it's the same thing. I really, I really love long distance walking. And I really like a lot of time outside in wild spaces. And so any way of combining those, I can I can just sit in outside space. I don't have to be walking through. But the more I can get myself into those spaces, the more I am myself. So that's going to be what I shoot for. Who are you most committed to loving and serving? The people. Other than yourself. Yes. Other than yourself. The people under my roof because charity begins mm. at home. So that's. That's it. What about you? Who are you most committed to loving and serving? I mean, I, my feeling is just humanity. <laughs> like, I, like that's the that's what comes up for me is like that's I'm interested in all of it. I acknowledge and see all of it and all the work that needs to be done. And I don't think for a second that I can do all of the work, but I think acknowledging it and um, uh, and and witnessing it needs to be done on a regular basis. And so like right now, even having a small ceremony for myself or for my family, which is, you know, lighting a candle and just sort of naming, just naming what's going on and you can light a candle and you can, that doesn't have to be the only thing, but it's so easy, you know, when we need some rest Mm -hmm. to not want to acknowledge it. And I just feel like, like acknowledging it and then having a teeny tiny ceremony can still be part of giving it space. Mm-hmm. And so that's like that. yeah. that's one step for me. Um, okay, finally, this is the last one. What one word would you like to have as your movement as your movement theme? Ooh, and would that be different? ECT okay. means to me. This respect, respect what's going on right here. Right here. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mine's peace this year. Peace. And it just has, you know, like the deep work when making choices. Do you go have the roast beef or whatever, you know, whatever. Not at her house, but. Yeah, right. (laughs) The question is always like, will this create peace or is it creating agitation in some way? And Mm. it doesn't have to do anything with effort. You know, I am, I don't conflate working hard and having to expend energy as an opposite to peace. Yes. Peace for me is really being in alignment with uh, like those, you know, so I'm going to use peace this year. I love it. I think, I think we could use that. I could use that as a word. Yeah. Okay. We did it. We did it. Yay. We did it. Happy new year. You too. I hope you get all that you wish for. It's like a birthday candle. It is, but we should revisit, like I'm going to revisit this for myself. I'm going to put a note after we hang up and um, we'll put it in my calendar to, Hey, check in with your list. Goofball. See how you're doing. <laughs> well, I'll text you. I'll yeah. text you 
Just like these random things like, so how's that going? <laughs> Can you run from a zombie with your fat dog yet? Huh? Exactly. Huh? Show video, video evidence, please. Video <laughs> evidence. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you maybe in Boulder. Maybe there's a roller skating rink there. That would be awesome. Is there a roller skating rink there? I have never skated here, but I'm sure there's got to be one somewhere. Check it out. And if there's an ice skating rink, I'll give it a try. Not in May, but uh, Yeah, oh. not in May. <laughs> not in May. Well, there's a lot of indoor. There's a lot of indoor ice skating places. So anyway, um, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, I just want to acknowledge. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. These questions were compliments of Robin Blanc Mascari from years ago. Again, you can find everything in the show notes. Go to the website, nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. You can find a link to the transcripts to all the episodes, including this one and the questions that we just went through in this episode. Cut and paste. Add your answers. Answer them out loud. Write them down. I really am a fan of writing things down. It helps flush them out. And hopefully I'll see you soon, hon. Sounds good. Happy New Year, everybody. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Hey, my name is Vicki from California. This has been Move Your DNA with Katie Bowman, a podcast about movement. We hope you find the general information in this podcast informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and should not be used as such. Our theme music was performed by Dan McCormick. This podcast is produced by Brock Armstrong and is transcribed by Annette Yen. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to audio and find out more about Katie her books and her movement programs at nutritiousmovement.com.